Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 431. I came with a lot of books because it's been a while and I want to talk about things. Yeah, a lot of books. A lot of books. There's even more that I could have talked about. Yeah, but this podcast shouldn't be longer than, how long did we go? I think an hour 20 or so. Yeah, it should not go more than that. No, it shouldn't. But, I mean, they're pretty good reviews. Uh, That's what Tony says. That's what I think they are. <laughs> uh, also, some news, not not a whole lot, uh, but I do. I'm remiss that I didn't tell a quick story at the beginning. So we, when we started this episode, uh, we kind of talked about what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, and that I had some eye surgery, and oh my god, the PTSD from it has been like huge. So reading a comic book where someone gets their eye shot out or mm, while recovering triggered. at my mom's watching the good doctor and they're doing eye surgery or watching one of the saw movies where the eye gets popped out oh, gross it there are so many things of eyes and then watched wayne world 2 and in wayne's world 2 there's a part where they're getting the permits to do the whole uh concert concert thing yeah. and the guy has an albino eye and I'm just like, no, eyes, like, and they're making all those eye jokes. <laughs> well, cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just thinking, like, I'm in pain. Oh, my God. What is the world doing just showing me all these things with just random eyes hurting or weird looking? And thank goodness that I have a full recovery seems like so yes. far and the media hates you is what it is tony <laughs> i mean it's a conspiracy against you i think uh mr media yeah yeah is there out to get you i can see that <laughs> but uh learn more about um where lynn's has been and then a little bit of what i've been going through and then to the rest of the normal show yes so grab a cold one and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 431 Travels and Tribulations. Well, you you got to see my uh, Halloween costume. Well, yeah. <laughs> you liked it, right? Yeah, yeah I did. Um, I wouldn't have gotten it. Like, if you would have just sent me the picture, I would have not gotten it at all. That's part of... Uh, so, with my Halloween costumes, I like to have a bit of... Make them curious, so that when I tell the punchline, it's one of those... Oh, and then kind of groan, that mm-hmm. was a dumb pun, mm-hmm. but don't yeah. get it right away type thing. Right. It worked very well for your condition at the time. Also, that well, I had this idea back in April. So what I did for my Halloween costume this year, which... You have to say all of this in a pirate voice. <laughs> I don't have my eye patch on it. There's been a lot that has happened in the last couple of weeks at Drunk on Comics. Like, let's just throw that out there right now, because as we've been on a small hiatus, uh, having... Either travels and tribulations going on. Yeah, that's the perfect phrase. Yeah, I did something right. Yay! <laughs> um, I, I recently had eye surgery uh, to fix something that a blood vessel that popped in my eye back in April, and I can see, and that is great, and things went well. But also, we know we've been having to deal with this pandemic, so mm-hmm. before my eye even popped, I. When it comes to Halloween, it's my favorite holiday, and I always start making my costume, like, a couple days before Halloween. Not gonna lie, I also started this a couple days before, um, but I had at least the idea well in advance, and what it was was, uh, 
the phrase that we always use because like I wanted I always do something relevant. I want to do something twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And remember that one year you dressed up as Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I forget about that one. I mean, I really my favorite has been my being snapped that you helped me mm, with. Yes. Because that was just really creative in coming up with it. But so this I was. Something simple and also realizing, you know, we're probably not going to have like too many Halloween parties. Just still going to go hang out with some friends. So something small and less elaborate is what I'd normally make as well. So I took two ketchup bottles, two Heinz ketchup bottles, and pretty much uh, put them through the front of some safety goggles and put some red paint in there so it looked like they're full. And I went as 2020. And because hindsight, hindsight is, is 2020. 2020. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny. And so mm-hmm. that was my idea back then. And that was before anything happened with my eye. And then with stuff going on with my eye, that just made it a double whammy of uh, why I'm doing mm-hmm. an eye-themed thing. Unfortunately, though, because my eye surgery, when it was actually scheduled, uh, I missed out on even going out anywhere for Halloween, so I at least took a picture beforehand and uh, just put it up in the world so that people could yeah. laugh with he me. He did not post it to the Drunk on Comics Facebook page because he hates all of you, but... I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I should have. He doesn't want you to see his glorious costumes. I should... Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, I'll... Uh. Well, it's, 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 it's kind too, of too late think, now. Next yeah. year, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have like yeah. a whole, a whole post of all my fun. You even posted like, "Show me your costumes," and then you didn't put your own fucking costume up there. So, <laughs> Linz, I also remember that I did post that, and here's what I was planning on doing. I was planning on posting my picture. Guess what, though? I was on so many drugs <laughs> for pain. <laughs> You forgot. With my eye surgery <laughs> that I went and took a nap and then forgot. <laughs> that is 100% true. <laughs> that that sounds legit. It really does. But now Tony gets to be, I asked him to be a pirate when I showed up and he, he was a pirate. So I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this too, like, uh, even though we're just now recording, we've been chatting for about an hour or so, just yes. about... Everything and I have missed this. Like even when you said I have to dress up as a pirate, I was like, "Oh, I miss Liz because <laughs> she makes me do stupid things, and I actually do them." You do. It's great. <laughs> I love a good eye patch on a dude. What can I say? <laughs> actually, talk about eye patches. So my um, niece and nephews, you know, they know that I had surgery and everything, and I actually visited them um, just yesterday. And I had my eye patch on because uh, I'm supposed to wear that when I'm outside, stop like outside debris or pollen sure. or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much at the point where I don't need to wear it outside, but like when I'm inside, you know, I'm inside, so I don't really need that. So I'm you wearing think there's it. not like airborne debris well, floating around I in this fucking there, house? I understand <laughs> there could be dust. You understand less. there could be dust in this house? <laughs> Lens. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably a lot of dust in certain areas. (laughs) Anyways, the kids were saying, oh, you look like Odin. (laughs) You're the all-father now. Yes, I was like, yes, that is what I'm going for. 
Oh, that's great. See? Eye patch. Thor, when he had his eye patch, almost as good as Fat Thor. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Combine those two things. It's like a Lynn's gush fest. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm glad that we are back together so that we can chat comics and things yes. that we love because it has been a trying couple weeks of just reading a lot of stuff and not being able to discuss it with anyone mm-hmm. and really a lot for as much as i love that comic books there's more people reading the people that i like talking to there's less of them though. yeah um you know obviously all the past members of of drunk on comics have kind of stopped reading as much as they used to some of them will read some every now and then but like there was a good time about 10 years ago when I had a lot of friends that were reading and they all grew up. Yeah. It's sad. Except for us. I just, like, I mean, the books that I, I mean, aside from X-Men, right, which is definitely like my eternal childhood book, X-Men, anything with X-Men, most of the other books that I read, though, like, arguably are very adult in nature. Like, I would never as a child have read these. So, people who think that they've grown up because they stopped reading comic books, well, you're just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and denying yourself, like, a basic pleasure of life, in my opinion. Also, like, I fall asleep if I try to read a chapter book for more than, like, ten minutes. And it's just the way my body is set up. So comic books are the perfect length for me to read without passing out face into a book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that or you just like, oh, stop it. Oh, well, there's only so many pages, though. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can, the amount of pages I get through in like a, just a chapter book like, is the amount of pages in a comic book. But in a comic book, you've read the whole thing now, right? <laughs> I mean, there's less words in the amount of pages. That is also true. So for most of them. Not if you're reading fucking these X-Men books. There are just as many words <laughs> in those true. books as that there are. True. I get to those pages and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna read. <laughs> I, so, I do want to say, uh, yeah, X-Men books, superb we won't talk about them right yet because Lynn still needs to catch up on them. But Damn behind. They're great. Um, I do want to just briefly run down a couple things that I've read um, in the last couple weeks. Um, Power Rangers, killing it, loving it. Um, the whole three-issue um, Draken, New Dawn type thing was really cool. Going into that other world that they created for Lord Draken and everything and the coinless and... All that's going on there, Power Rangers lore. Differentiating that series that seems like it's going to come out of that with the normal ones that we kind of grew up with and know. Um, normal Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's such a good franchise. Love it. Um, also, uh, one of the things that I read was... And I realized this came out probably about a month ago. So right when we were... Um, taking a break uh, Batman 100 now read it because it's the 100th issue mm-hmm. and I haven't been reading Batman in a while uh, pretty much since 50 when that wedding mm-hmm. went to shit I have mm-hmm. picked up a couple random ones to see what the fuss is about but this is the ending of the Joker War 
and I was, I was, I was like, all right. So, um, I kind of would have probably been involved with this story arc had I kind of known when it started. But even then, still kind of being like, you know, you've ruined my boy. You ruined Batman um, with everything that I feel Tom King didn't go through with. However, this was great. Um, what I enjoyed about it, without knowing any context of what the Joker War was and anything. There is some girl that's named her codename is Punchline. So she's isn't that joke? Isn't that the old Harley? Isn't new, that the new Harley Quinn? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, which obviously was probably introduced a couple months ago when this whole Joker War started. Um, and I'd heard of her, but didn't really know who she was. Um, this so this is obviously the ending of all this. So context. I don't have a lot of it, but there is Batman or there is Joker dressed up as Batman in a bat suit and kicking each other's asses. Um, at some point, they got Alfred's. He got Alfred's body because um, Alfred has been dead for yeah. a while now and still dead as of the ending of this book. But just seeing seeing the the Joker as just in Batman, like this weird Batman suit has been great, and watching them fight each other. But it, it comes down to um, a pretty good standstill between both of them until Harley shows up. And this is the key point where I love this book, or that I could at least understand kind of a bit of what was going on. So Harley comes in, takes these bombs, straps one to herself, and one to the Joker, who is already tied up around this, like, steel beam... And she goes, Batman, you have a choice. These are, you know, going to blow up. You can either save him like you always do and put him in, in, you know, Arkham and he'll just escape again. Or you can come save me. Which one are you going to choose? And then mm. she runs into this, like, building that's kind of on fire. And I'm just thinking, shit, she's really putting it down of Batman having to choose. Yeah. And then there's the Joker there, like, saying, oh, Batman, we know what you're going to do. And I'm just thinking, motherfucker, he's going to do it. And then Bruce goes, well, or Batman goes, you could easily uh, get out of that and de-detonate it from the tools you picked from, uh, you know, that the bat, pelt, uh, bat pouch on his bat belt. Mm, that was a tongue twister. Mm -hmm, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he starts walking, and then the Joker's like, no, I can't, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, you gotta save me. And then Batman starts walking away into the burning fire, and then Joker's just like, what? Like, you know, you're not picking me. And I'm just like, this is so good. I mean, the Joker's whole existence is Batman, right? Yeah. I mean, that's his driving force of being the Joker, is, is Batman. Without Batman, there would be no Joker. And mm -hmm. he knows that, and Batman knows that. But I'm. It was it was just such a good uh, ending, and then there was a couple epilogues of like you know a new bad guy being shown, and this other person who was the clown hunter, who was this kid who pretty much Bruce was like, "It's your only warning." You know, you killed some clown people, get some help, and you killed some clown people. Yeah. Are these clown people like? Well, think of any of the henchmen that Joker always okay. had. Okay, that's what that's what I was gonna. I was like, are they just like clowns, like random? Like, is he like a clown well? I guess the, jo the Joker, the um, Joker, his little posse. 
Those clown people. Well, they killed uh, his parents. Yeah. So he's, uh, you know, he's, I, I mean, not a kid. So he's the he, next he's Robin, a, is what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah. Like, he's, he's got, uh, you know, his own little helmet and, um, you know, he's smart. He's not a super-powered person, mm-hmm. but most people in Gotham aren't. And it seems like he's going to continue on his ways because um, it was setting up a bunch of other uh, books. Who are you? I'm the clown hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, only in Gotham is that any sort of, like, taken with any sort of seriousness, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywhere else in the world, if you're like, I'm the clown hunter, people are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, one of the things, too, they did uh, before all these epilogues was uh, explain that they didn't find the Joker's body. So, sure enough, Bruce believes that he yeah. undid or got out of there and escaped before, you know, that bomb detonated and blew up. Um, you also kind of see him, you know... Uh, it seems like they really have made Harley a better person now, a good person. Because again, I was really sick of when they kept teetering the line of she's like when she blew up a bunch of kids when she put bombs in these like video games that she gave out. She was also having her own solo book of her being like a Deadpool kind of mercenary, mm, but a good mm-hmm. person. And like you can't rectify those two different storylines right, right now. Old Harley could have totally killed the kids. New Harley not, and if you're going to have them going every other month of which Harley is which, like, you really got to stick to a path, and I'm okay with this good Harley, just you got to make that canon and what you're going to do. So this seems like a good Harley. She's obviously over the Joker, because she strapped a bomb to him to blow up. Yeah, good. Thank God. And at the end, though, you, you, um, you kind of finally get the, this, uh, you know, that the Joker is still alive and he's planning a huge comeback, but he's talking about maybe taking a uh, a bit of a um, vacation or Hiatus. so. Yeah. So, you know, all in all, I thought <sighs> it was worth the read. And I'm actually, I think I'm going to jump back in a little bit of Batman. Mm. Now, I know Batman 102 just came mm-hmm. out this week, so I have two issues to still read, but... This was good enough to Who's pull Who's writing back. it now? It's not Tom King anymore, right? Um, uh, Tin? Tim? Uh, is, did you just say Tim? No. Um, <laughs> I said, uh, is it Tynan? Tinan? Oh, James Tinian. Tinian, yes. James Tinian Quattro? Yes. Ah, okay. He's always on board for a good story. So is Tom King, <clears throat> until you break Tony's heart. Yeah. <laughs> Into a million little pieces. <laughs> now, going with this whole uh, Batman um, talking, Three Jokers. Yes. Three. Three. Was great. Yeah. I. Uh, everything about that, like, all right, the first two books, as like I am enjoying this, but there better be a good ending to this, or I'll be kind of like this was a waste. Mm-hmm. And the ending was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll only give one of the two parts away that I thought was amazing uh, because one of the repercussions could be mind-boggling for Batman's world or 
Yeah, if or it's canon. It's Black Label, so who knows? I hope it is. But just Batman saying he has known who the Joker's real name is. Yes. A week after his first crime. Like, you're like, what? Like. Yeah. He goes, you know, I am the best detective. He's talking to Alfred, and it's just like, that makes a lot of sense. But also, that also is pretty heavy in the sense of, but you haven't did anything, but then why do you need to do anything with it? Because he's not who that old person was, except for some things that were part of that past life. And and again, I don't need to know a name. No. He could be... It Mike, doesn't matter, yeah. Mike Tyson or something. He it's, could be named anything. I do kind of like knowing a little bit before of who he was, but even then, it doesn't really matter. Right. He is just chaos. And this whole thing with these three jokers of... You don't know who was the original. They, you know, I created this one, or they created me. Mm-hmm. And, and having three distinct ones, but also kind of showing there's a bunch of other ones that they created. Yeah. He was trying to create the perfect Joker. Yeah, but it also, it not just within this series, but it can go towards all the Batman books. Was this just another Joker created that thought he was the Joker? It it kind of really helps with how the Joker's always changed a bit mm-hmm. from writer to writer. And right now, this is kind of one of those MacGuffins of, here you go, you could be any one of these because they created him, side right. job, and then he's this. But we do have the key Joker now going forward, which is the comedian. Which I think that's probably one of the, the best of the three. Because they had mm-hmm. the critical... Criminal, criminal, the clown, and the comedian is what they named these three main ones with a plethora of other ones that mm-hmm. were just there. Yeah. I really liked the um, <clears throat> the opportunity that they gave Bruce Wayne to come to terms with the thing that defined him most in his life and, like... Uh, obtain like a little bit of forgiveness you know what I mean with the with that care other character and if this were canon it would be really interesting to see how that affects him in the long term because that that person is the driving force behind what he became right I mean everyone has to figure out what I'm talking about but <clears throat> the fact that there was like the opportunity for repentance and forgiveness on that character's part and Bruce accepting it I think is uh, interesting um, but again I don't know if this is canon or if this is just like an Elseworlds sort of tale I don't know I feel that that also was I, I don't know I really love that part yeah. as well though just some closure on some mm-hmm. things and just find like and even as Joker said, I did this to heal you so that you can now focus on me. Right. And it's I'm a like, very Joker thing. But I'm like, that just yeah. fits perfectly as well. Alfred um, was alive in this one, though, so I don't know how canon it is, you know, if they're going with Alfred being dead in the main storyline. True. So. Yeah, that, that kind of ruins yeah. it. Alfred will come back somehow. You know he will. <laughs> well, yes, of course he will. Or, or not, whatever. I mean, he, Alfred is really old. Like... At some point, he's just going to die of old age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say one of the the I literally felt for Jason, like 
also because I was like, really, you're gonna force a kiss? But then I'm like, but again, that, that it, this seemed, and then the the repercussions from them, like, actually, I'm okay with this. I'm yeah. actually now I'm rooting for them. And that note that he wrote at the end, even was so damn like heartfelt. Yeah. And I don't want to say tragic. It was just like so meaningful. Yeah. And then it fell to the and then floor it fell and got swept up by somebody. And I'm just like. Very ominous looking sort of jump. She will never know. No. And I feel that she does have feelings for him. And like, emotional roller coaster. I'm just like, man, like. Yeah. I feel bad for that character. Like, in in, in so much that you can feel bad for somebody who's not real. Yeah. Um, Because, like, I mean, you know. Fans were given the opportunity to decide what happens <laughs> to him. And they were all collectively like fuck him up <laughs> and he's like and eventually they they um you know brought him back but man the backstory that they gave him in that time between when he was killed and when he came back like it's impressive that he's not a psychopath at this point and i know he was when he first came back but even still to this day like most people would be like so broken that you wouldn't even be able to exist in society at yeah. all, let alone like, you know, go after bad guys. <laughs> uh, uh, two other books I want to quick briefly actually I have a bunch of other books. Uh, Good lord, sir. Please. I also have a lot of news as well. There's a lot of catching up to do. Um, the extra special, three hour long drunk on comics. <laughs> Fantastic Four number twenty five um, had a couple good good liners in there. Especially they got new suits in this one, and they were talking about getting their new suits because again, their suits change quite a bit more than most uh, costume heroes. Mm-hmm. And they've uh, from Empire, they've pretty much uh, Ben and Alicia have adopted this young Cree uh, boy and this Skrull girl. And they're talking Aww. about getting them to, you know, here's some uniforms for you, and we're also going to start you in the fourth grade, and this and that. And, like, the boy goes, does everything on this planet start with four? <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, that's good one-liner. <laughs> um, there is some entity that is in mystery, which is interesting, um, to say the least, that has come down looking for certain things, and you find, like, this dark secret that Mr. Fantastic has had, and... They're really making him look like, um, uh, Jim, uh, what's his name? Made from The Office. Jim Helper, uh, made, uh, Quiet Place. John Krasinski. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's been, you know, pictures online of people, oh, you know, fan yeah. casting him. Yeah. Well, the writers are really taking that to heart because there's definitely panels that makes him look just like hmm. John. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's like the way that they want to make him look but he's got a beard now and just you know kind of yeah being being Reed uh one thing not to forget too with costumes uh we have their kid Franklin who is also an X-Man so he really doesn't care so much about the Fantastic Four costume and he's got like X-Men earrings and he's kind of going through a phase What? I love it when they make their teenage characters go through phases. <laughs> yes, it's so like it's completely unnecessary, but I I so enjoy it. 
Well, did you... Did you well, I know you don't read Fantastic Four, really, but the Fantastic Four X-Men crossover, did you read that four-part mini issue? I did not. Okay. No. Well, I reviewed it and talked about it, and it was pretty much Doom trying to help uh, Franklin because he's his power reserves is just depleting, and right. they don't know why. Yes, I and do remember he, you talking about Some this. god particle and all that, but again, yeah. he's still a mutant. Um, well, with this huge super bad guy, um, they brought Franklin... Um, to the fight, and he used a lot of his power, so much so that he used it all, and that still didn't put a dent in it. Well, then, during this battle going on in the middle of New York City, he's like, well, there's a gate to... He's like, I'm going to go get my mutant friend. So he runs towards the gate and runs through it, and literally just runs through it because, for some he's, reason, it's not recognizing him as a uh, mutant anymore. Because his powers are gone. I, but again, you're still a it's mutant a gene, by genes. Right, yeah. How, why, interesting. what? Very interesting. So this is some repercussions going on forward to hmm. how that's going to work now. Yeah. Uh, and then even this had an epilogue with the blue area of the moon oh. and Uatu, which I had also talked about one of the only cool things that happened out of Empire was him showing up. Right. And this is him getting a little bit more into... Uh, talking about the first war and whatever that was and how something's going on with the Watchers. Uh, more and more have interfered in certain things. And so he's taking the Unseen, Nick Fury, mm -hmm. as his hand of the Watcher and that's going to be continued somehow. And hmm. Sounds like a, a buddy comedy coming up. <laughs> Nick Fury and the Watcher. Nick Fury and Uatu. Uh, the last thing that I want to... Nope. Two things. Sorry. Good lord. Rorschach number one. Oh, I missed that one. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, really liked it. Uh, first is kind of like... Where's this... I still am a little um, lost on where... They say it's 2020. So we know it's this year timeline wise. Um... But it wasn't towards the end of, like, how's this going to play in with the Rorschach and everything? Uh, th there's this kind of attempted assassination. I always forget that Robert Redford is president. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I'm yes, giggling yes. to myself. <laughs> like, randomly, it's just so weird. Um, and this detective trying to figure out why this person in a cheap Rorschach mask, you know, was attempting the murder. But also finding out... That this person has the prints, fingerprints of the original. Hmm. And. Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> Walter Kovacs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Not the actual actor that played him, the yeah. character itself. <laughs> and so he, as he's saying, you know, how can this person have the same fingerprints? Rorschach's dead. And then it's to be continued. It's like, damn it. Okay. But his his fingerprints would be on file somewhere, right? Because he was arrested. Yeah, that's why they that's where they got the prints. Yeah, and then they from sculpted, their, they sculpted their fingerprints into his. I would imagine that's a technology that exists in this fictional I book, think right? So, I mean, yes. To I, me, that makes more sense than Rorschach being alive. I also like there's this because uh, with all Watchmen type books, you know, they've talked about the comic within the comic and mm. everything. So this one talks about. Uh, uh, Pontius Pirate. <laughs> oh my god, what is that about? It's about a pirate, because again, in this world of superheroes, their comic books are 
pirate based or western based like so um with that being said like at one point the guy looks out his window and sees a billboard for coming soon this um Pontius Pirate War of the West Indies coming 2021 like as a a movie or something so one of the people's names that were on this tape was the writer of this so somehow this book is probably going to have some relevance in the series all I know is it was good um with what they did with the original Watchmen many people talk about the art and how panels and stuff and it's one of those things that I kind of look at for mm-hmm. whenever I'm reading anything Watchmen. And there are some cool panels, some cool ways that they made things just pop that I really enjoyed. So the art in this was great. But the story is also, again, it started a little bit slow, kind of wondering how does this have to deal with, with Rorschach and continuation. And right. then at the end, just that Also, pop. another thing to remember, this is also another Black Label. So, like, I'm having a hard time discerning... If black labels are supposed to be canon, or if they're legitimately just like... Because there's been a lot of them that are not part of the ongoing story. Most of them, I feel like, right? Yeah. But there's some of them, like the Three Jokers, where I'm like, I really wish this was part of the ongoing story. So, I don't... You know... Like, it's one of those things, it could, anything, like, anything could be true in this book, because it doesn't have to relate to the actual canon of the Watchmen. Yeah, but I feel, well, it doesn't have to feed into the canon, but I feel like what happened before, they're taking... Yeah, well... But then this is, but then it would just be another Elseworlds, which, again, I don't necessarily want to read this for an Elseworlds thing, I want to read it for, yeah, canon... Right canonization yeah saint rorschach (laughs) (laughs) praise to him um (laughs) last thing i want to talk about but it's not really the last thing but it's the last that i'll talk about right now good because i have one book to all right how about you let's let's give you a chance i have one whole book to talk about because i also read three jokers so we talked about that a little bit and like i said i've been catching up on um the Ten of Swords, so <clears throat> I'm behind on that. Uh, but I read Crossover, number one, this week. It's from Image. It's written by Donnie Cates with art by Jeff Shaw. And this book starts with two quotes. Um, the first one is, the world of the comic book is the world of the strong, the ruthless, the bluffer, the shrewd deceiver, the torturer, and the thief. In comic books, life is worth nothing. There is no dignity of a human being. And this is from Frederick Wortham, who wrote Seduction of the Innocents, which was the book that demonized comic books in, like, the Golden Age, right, when they were having all those trials and stuff. The second quote that starts this book is, Kids love chains, and that's from Todd McFarland. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of tells you what this book is, like, the how this book is going to feel, right? So... This book starts with an event, and that event is all of a sudden, one day in Ca- in Colorado, comic book reality pops into Colorado. Like, all of a sudden, there's this giant city with superheroes, 
that just shows up in the middle of Colorado. And, like, we're talking, like, Donny Cates is not going, like, I'm making these comic books up. Like, he's, he, it sounds like he's going to use superheroes from, like, legitimate comic books. So, like, Superman, Bat. I mean, they're, like, there's a guy that's dressed as a bat. There's a guy that dresses as a spider. There's a guy with a hammer. Like, they're going down the list of these superheroes that people are seeing that have shown up. But because this city with these warring superheroes have shown up, like, millions of people die, right? Because all of a sudden, in Colorado, there's this giant super war going on between superheroes and supervillains. So, like, tons of people are dead. And it took days before a superhero was like, oh, maybe we should put, like, a shield over this. <laughs> so now it exists. It's, like, years later in the book timeline. And this is still going on, but there's just a dome over it now. And they've never decided the... they wanted to leave. They're, they're just, just like, we got free pot here. It's ski resorts. It's they're, Well, they're, there's just this eternal battle going on, like in a comic book. So... Was that you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here's like the, so here's, and I'm showing Tony a, a page from the book. Here's Colorado, like the city that it pops into, Denver. They're going to say Colorado is a state, not a city. Well, but they put a dome over all of Colorado. Okay. Um, and here's the the thing that pops into it. And it when you flip to the next page, it shows like, people's heads getting crushed and people's skin burning off and stuff like that. And so <clears throat> this creates like this movement um, of people hating comic books and superheroes and stuff like that. Like there's a billboard on here that says God hates masks. And like there's protests in front of comic book shops very much like the protests you see in front of, like, Planned Parenthood. Okay. Like, that sort of thing. Um, by the way, there's a billboard on here, the billboard that says God Hates Masks. There's a website, lowbaptistministry.com. I went to it, and it just sends you to Donny Cates' merch page. <laughs> <laughs> so, good for you, Donny. <laughs> you got me. Um, so, this, this book, the first part of this book follows this girl named named Ellipses. Her parents named her Ellipses, which in case you don't know, are those three dots after a sentence that kind of indicate there's more to the thought, but you're not going to say it sort of thing. Um, she works at a comic book store. She does cosplay. So of course she's like one of the most hated people in her little town because she works at a comic book store and she does cosplay and wears masks and stuff like that. Um, the comic book store that she works at only sells, they call it pre-event comics. So every, the, apparently to get a, to get people from like focusing on what was going on, the government took over the comic book industry and started releasing basically propaganda. propaganda? And yeah, so they were like cowboy comics and like war, war hero comics and stuff like that, and no superheroes. So this comic book, this comic book store only sells superhero comics. Okay. So it's just a really interesting like line that they've drawn. The, the when she walks into the comic book, the owner, comic book store, the owners having this argument with this guy who's trying to sell 
post-event comics, and he's like, I don't want your propaganda bullshit and stuff like that. Um, have they showed some of the heroes and villains? Um, they have like a like a brief um, page at the very beginning. Like, do we get like what we normally will get in these crossover type things, like a amalgam type, you know, Bruce Wayne or like an Iron Man, like a robot person? So like, you know, they haven't. Superman. They haven't gotten into that other than saying like you know there's a man dressed as a bat and a man dressed as a spider okay. and a person well, with a hammer yeah and stuff like that um i'm just wondering if they did those sort of just a joke a nod to what's out there so i'm gonna get real spoilery with this one so um while they're in the comic book store the owner sees a kid stealing right and it's like a kid in like a hoodie and stuff like that and when they catch her she's got um like, the dots all over her face, like, she was out of a comic book. You know how they do... Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I can't remember what they call those. Just ink dots. Yeah. Something, yeah. Um, and apparently, that's how you can tell if somebody's from this... Oh. Rea this reality that has merged with ours, is they look like that. Yeah, smallpox. <laughs> so, um, everyone sees her and freaks out because nobody from that... Inside that dome has supposed to have gotten out. Like, once they put the dome up, like, nobody's supposed to be able to leave. Um, so everyone in the store freaks out. The religious folks outside freak out. Um, like, there's just all kinds of shit going on. And um, the ellipses, or Elle as she goes by, see, here's what the girl looks like. See on her? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's such an interesting art thing to do, because if you look, her clothes, like... She's definitely wearing, like, this reality's clothes. Mm -hmm. So it's just a weird mishmash of art styles. Um, but asks her how she got out, and she says there's a man who's helping people get past the wall. And she's like, who, do you know what this man's name is? And she's like, I don't know what his name is, but I can draw a picture of him. And she draws a picture, and I, I don't really want to say what the picture is, but I'll show you what the picture is. And... Here's the picture she draws. <laughs> so I think that they are... I think Marvel and DC characters might exist in this book in a way that they can get away with it, obviously. Like, I can't imagine that they're just allowed to use, like, the full-on... Maybe they can show pictures without saying names. You know what I mean? Maybe that's how they'll get around it. I'm not really sure. Um... But now I'm like so super intrigued by the whole concept of this book, right? Because who, as a comic book reader, hasn't been like, oh my god, I wish that this shit was real, right? <laughs> but then it actually, in this comic book, it comes to reality and it's horrific and people hate it. And like it's caused so much death and destruction and like division in the country that it's like, maybe I don't want, maybe it's just good that it's in, superpowers probably aren't good for the real world sort of thing. So it's an, it's an interesting thing to read as a comic book fan because it kind of makes you question your whole like fandom. <laughs> but it's really good. I highly suggest reading it. Um, I haven't been excited about this excited about reading a new book that wasn't X-Men in, <laughs> in quite a while um, because I'm really interested about where they're going to take this. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. All right. I was planning on reading that. I still plan on reading it. 
You should. I just didn't get to it yet. It's very good. Um, last thing that I want to talk about is the last Ronin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. So this is a book that they've been um, kind of talking about um, the last several months and with the mystery of who this is, all we knew was the last Ronin, meaning this is the last turtle set in like, you know, old man Logan future type mm. story, which it's sad that I use that as like the trope of future, but it's, it, it's, it's the benchmark. Pretty much, it's, yeah, that's what... I mean, there's been other these... things that have done it, but that really is the benchmark. For comic books, yeah. yeah. And so you have this turtle who has, you know, a, a nunchuck, a sigh, a, a bow, and a broken sword. So you don't know who it is, and that's one of the big mysteries of this book. Most people thinking it's Raph. Raph would be the one that would... Would be the what? last. Raph? Yeah. He's no. He's the one with the most attitude. He would be that's the one. Exactly that's exactly why he wouldn't be. He's he's been a loner before. He gets himself into dangerous situations on purpose. Well, I, I will And it's definitely not Michelangelo. <laughs> we all know that, right? <laughs> I don't want to give away who it is because Can you tell me off air? I want to know. No, I'm going to make is. you read this. This oh, was, mm-hmm. and this is also the first of many Google because it. it doesn't resolve. And it was a good uh, about fifty pages uh, worth of of comic reading. And one of the things too is you you get this turtle who you don't know who it is, um, and he's talking to some people, and you start hearing so these other people that are following him talking back. Well, that's when you kind of start at in one page. You kind of see these three other turtles behind him but you're kind of like those are some um he's having some mental hallucinations kind of yeah Yeah. he's talking to himself and you know that's sad and there's you know this new york city-esque place that um is the future with a giant tower in the middle where um you get the grandson of shredder who has taken over this and Taking a lot of what they've made, the Ninja Turtles universe that they've made in comic books is one of my favorite of all time things they've done. They've put a lot of mythology and lore into it and a lot of stuff going on. I just read who it was. Oh. <laughs> I was going to let you know. Uh, but uh, taking all of what's happening in the na- main line and then adding it on into this. Uh, is something good for, you know, obviously readers of the series as well. But even people who haven't read, they give you enough to where you just... You know this is the future, so you don't really know what has happened from now until then. They give some glimpses of some, you know, what could have happened here or there. You still don't know why the other three turtles are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get, you know... How far in the future is this? Turtles can live a very long that's time. That's the one thing I was thinking, too. I was like, when they set this up, that, that makes me... Uh, say it, it feels real because he could be, you know, when Shredder was around and now Shredder's grandson. So it, let's say it's maybe a, you know, 50, 100 years mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, this turtle could still be in its prime. Right. So, which you kind of see they they are, you know, using all of the weapons and 
being pretty badass by themselves. An army of one. Um, he does meet um, a group of people that, um, as one of them, uh, this girl, uh, he stole a motorcycle from Jones. And then you see it's a girl. And you're thinking, her name's probably going to be Casey. They haven't released that yet. But again, you're starting to see that there's, you know, some people that are around still. And I wouldn't even say a hundred years because there is another person that shows up that was alive at the time mm -hmm. of Turtles. How old is this person? Are they, do they look very old or only kind of old? Very old. But like, still within like, they haven't lived longer than they should have? Yeah. Okay. So, so 50 years in the yeah, future, yeah, maybe? That, yeah, that'd probably be. 60. I mean, that does kind of throw out some things of how we have flying cars and everything in here, but... Wow, they really jumped forward and... <laughs> yeah. And... And a lot of the, yeah. the henchmen, uh, uh, Foot Clan, uh, even police are all these kind of cybernetic robot things. Mm. So he can just like lay waste and it still be PG type Gotcha. Book. Yeah. I love that loophole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not blood. That's just red uh, oil right. coming yeah, from yeah. her body. <laughs> so all in all, like I was really hyped for this and I'm really satisfied with what's going on because again... I I had imagined going into it was, you know, this turtle going through the wasteland of the future, almost doing a full old man Logan, but this is a little bit different, and it's just the mystery of what happened to his brother. Still, right. I want to know and why. Now that I know who it is, why is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened? Exactly. That, <laughs> that threw me for a loop. <laughs> So, uh, I really enjoyed it, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, go on to some news. 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 I didn't have a lot of news. Did you watch The Mandalorian? Uh, second episode, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed everything. So, we haven't, so we haven't gotten together since it started, so we, we can even talk about the first one. And all I want to say about the first one is I love... Me some Timothy Oliphant and some Boba armor. Like he looks like <laughs> he looks so crazy with his ill-fitting like Mandalorian him. armor. Like his gangly arms all sticking out of it. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. Um, this... that, that was an episode that had a lot of like let's do some fandom, like you mm. know, nostalgia, yeah. throwing a lot of things, and it worked. I didn't feel like it was overly done because it just worked with with the story that they yeah. did um i will say in the episode two when uh mando got uh clotheslined and then what happened with the one dude that wanted his rocket i'm like this is what's gonna happen and sure enough it shoots yep. up it, yeah that whole scene was just great too because it it shows small things like you know he's super powerful but even you know can get the surprise on him randomly right but also, he's still a badass, so he's not going to lose so easily. Can we talk about Baby Yoda eating that poor frog woman's babies? Like, yeah. What <laughs> like, what a weird thing to put. But also, like, he is a baby, I guess. Like, it's just such a weird thing. Also, like, are oh. frogs a thing that they have in this time? Because, like, frogs are an earth creature. <laughs> I'm sure it's some there's amphibian-type creatures... That they've also decided to call frogs, because um, he calls her like a 
frog. I can't remember what he says to her exactly, but he calls her a frog looking person. What would you call something that looks like a frog? I don't know. You you call it a Star Wars word. (laughs) Looks like a frog to me. Like a gorf or something. (laughs) Frog backwards. (laughs) That would be be actually pretty good. A little lazy, but good. Uh, I, I so will good. say his his eating just everything has just been so cute and fun and also when he's eating that spider thing and I'm just thinking like oh my god those are face huggers those oh are... exactly I was like oh my god they're going <laughs> they're going straight up aliens with this shit and then the way it opened yep I was like then I'm scurrying away like oh no <laughs> I I I love that child so much I I would love to ha- I will yeah. But I'm like, dude, don't eat the lady's right, eggs. Right. But also, it's even at cute. The, like at the beginning, I almost got it right because he was just a little curious baby. He doesn't know better. He just it smells like food to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we eat fish eggs and shit. It's not outside the realm of possibility. But like at the very end, after the whole time, Mandalorian was like, "No, don't eat those. No, don't eat those." And they went through this whole traumatic event together, and the frog woman saved them and stuff like that. At the very end, he's like. Hmm. Right in his mouth, a little frog egg that he got from somewhere. I don't know where. I'm just like, oh, that kid. <laughs> so one uh, something that I'm sure it's been discussed somewhere online. I just haven't read it. So to me, this is my thought on it. But I need to do a little research. Is, so timeline-wise, we have, what, baby Yoda. Um, the child is, what, 50, they've said? Mm-hmm. How long ago from now did Yoda die? When he passed away. So this this movie is between. Well, it's after the last Jedi. It's after episode whatever the last one nine. It's after. I thought it was in between the original movies and the new movies. No, because they've they've made uh, um. References to, I thought, the newer movies. Uh huh. Now I'm going to be confused a bit. I know. I'm gonna Google it right now. Uh, set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Oh fuck. So it's been five years since Yoda died, right? Because that happened in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Was it Return of the Jedi? Well, he, he, he faded away in yeah. an empire. Um, so six years? Seven years? Yeah. Damn it. That ruins my thought then. I. Th- well, anyways, I was just thinking that that was him reincarnated and there uh, could only be one type thing. It could be. It still could be. But if he's then all of a sudden 50. Oh, yeah, that's right. 50. Yeah, that, that doesn't add up. I mean, we don't know anything about his race, right? Because there's only been what, one other Yoda sort of character in, and it was in Clone Wars, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they, like, reproduced by budding or something. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he is Yoda's child, we just don't know. <laughs> Very well. But anyway, me. good shit. Um, so... I, every now and then we talk about um, auctions and you know, comics being sold and everything. Mm-hmm. So, just the other week, a um, Black Panther number one 
uh, variant. Uh, it has Panther and Stanley on the front cover, signed by um, Chadwick and Stan, as well as the director for the Black Panther movie. Just sold for ten thousand at wow. an auction. And I, I was like, it's kind of got into me again thinking like, man, art is subjective. Like, I don't know necessarily for this one particular issue. Like, the cover is like, okay. Yeah. I guess having the signatures is a big, bigger deal than than the art for it. $10,000? That's quite a bit. For that, yeah. I have a first appearance of Spider Gwen signed by the writer for that book. Does anyone anybody want to buy that for me for ten thousand dollars? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if the, we have the going rates anymore like we used to for mm. no for what things should be, which is sad. Yeah. Also, like I just don't want to sell my comic books. What a hassle! Just let them exist in my person, or like I have a whole box of comic books that I want to give away if somebody wants it. <laughs> Contact me well, through Twitter or our Facebook page, and you can just fucking have them. <laughs> friend of the show, Derek, has been selling his. He has. He has. He's been doing pretty well. I just don't, again, I don't, I like, the comic books that I think are valuable aren't necessarily monetarily valuable, right? Like, I have the first appearance of both the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix, and one of them is signed by Chris Claremont. But <coughs> never in a million, like, to me, that's worth, like, a million and a half dollars, and it's not. Like, I know it's not, but to me it is. Just like I have the first appearance of Lobo. Again, like, I bought it for, like, 40 bucks, so obviously it's not worth a ton of money. But to me, it's worth a lot of money. Because in my heart, it's just that important. <laughs> so, well, there is, um, kind of going along with this, uh, line of, you know, money-wise, um, there was, uh, someone, uh, uh over in Britain who... Uh, just got rich after um, recently had, getting a collection from their their neighbors of five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars Star Wars collection. This is the shit that you would like. This is the stuff I wish would happen to me, right? Like you come across. My dad used to have a ton of old comic books, and my brother fucking stole them all. They were all in really shitty condition, so I can't imagine that they were worth any money. But that was always my dream: is like I'd flip through them. And, like, an Action Comics number one is in there. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, well, like, my ex had a ton of original Star Wars toys. Like, did he have the one with, like, the extra extending lightsaber? Yeah. You know? Stuff like, you know. But never. Never once has, have I befallen that sort of luck. <laughs> like, just hearing about how, like, that's a a lot of freaking money tied up in toys. Mm -hmm. Hence why I buy toys, Lynn. So yeah, that, Okay. Some of them could be. Could worth you imagine that. if you just had that cash right now? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to use it or go you're anywhere. Cash, but you're cash poor and toy rich. Yes. But <laughs> again, uh, ladies, he's very single. Uh, one item in particular, the Star Destroyer Commander, um, it's one of only two known examples to be in its original packaging. That item sold for forty-two thousand six hundred dollars. Wow. Um. That's a lot for one toy. I, here's the thing: when people talk about time travel and what they would do and everything, but to not like disrupt the whole thing of like Just you go take some toys. I mean, you'd want to buy some stocks in Google, but how you transfer it to you? But no, you would go back and 
grab the one issue from a comic book store of Action Comics number one right. would not disrupt like the wave of like chaos theory. And then you just have it here. It depends because if you buy that over somebody else and somebody else had used that comic in some important way in their lives, yes. you don't know what ripple that will have. You don't ever know, but you can kind of mitigate from either doing that or buying a huge stock bond of Google when it first started, and that could really fuck things up even yeah. more. I feel like a, a random toy... in a messing with things you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do not understand time travel. <laughs> Um, so something that I'm sure you heard of, but you probably didn't, because I don't know how much you read on fun news going on, but, uh, did you hear about movies? Movies, the pop-up restaurant that Kevin Smith has been doing? So he did it in California, he did it in Jersey, he did it in Chicago, and now he's up in Canada. Yes. Okay, what so you did. fuck, dude? I'm like the biggest Kevin Smith fan on the planet. Well, I figured you... <laughs> but have you visited one yet? No! There have been none in my... Like, when it was in Chicago, I was elsewhere. If it was there when I was in Chicago... It was there for like, what? Isn't it like a month or three months that no, they have No, it was haven't... like... There? In Chicago, I think they only did it for like a day or two. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought when they did the pop-up thing they're for a limited time, but... Yeah. For extended enough. They did it. The one they did in California was a little bit of time. The one they did in New Jersey, I want to say, was like a week. And I think the one in Chicago was just a day or two. This is in Toronto. That's not too far from us. Yeah. We can take a trip. We can't get into Canada right now, Tony. There are restrictions against Americans traveling into Canada right now. <laughs> do you want to fucking swim across the Detroit River into Canada? Maybe we can do that. In the winter. It'll be fun. <laughs> wow. I'm just imagining now the analogy of us swimming across a river compared to those south of us <laughs> going across the Rio Grande. Like, and we're trying We're to not going for freedom. We're going for movies. fries. Yeah. A movies meal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know that for a while he was also like, he had, he had teamed up with um, like a Grubhub sort of organization that we don't have around here and I can't remember the name of it and they were also delivering movie meals um, and you could order it through them uh, it, it has not made its way into our area yet <sighs> Kevin Smith I'm highly this is the first year in eight years that I have not seen Kevin Smith live I've seen wow. Kevin Smith live every year since 2012 so this pandemic has really thrown a wrench in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that jokingly. I know there are lots of people who have had it way worse than not being able to see fucking Kevin Smith live. Well, speaking <clears throat> of the pandemic, uh, Christmas coming up. You know Christmas? what that means? Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Mall Santas? Mm, you think that's going to be a thing this year? I think that's going to be a thing. With Maggie, that's going to be a fun memory. Your kid in a mask on Santa Claus is masked. I don't see that actually happen. I see that them being encased in glass and people being able to say hi, Santa, what from a distance. fucking depressing yeah. idea to have. Like, just fucking... Be like, Santa can't be around kids this year, kids, because of COVID, but he's still going to bring you presents. He has to quarantine himself, though, so it'll happen. Like, it's really easy just to lie. Like, 
it's really easy just to lie to kids. It really, <laughs> it really is. Like, it's just so easy. You don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Just lie. You're lying to them already. Just keep lying to them. <laughs> I saw a very ingenious thing of the elf on the shelf thing. Oh, where... the one that's in the jar with the mask? Yeah. yeah. I've seen a jar in, like, a box, something just... So that you don't have to move it for four, the first 14 days. You just be like, he's got to quarantine for 14 yeah. days, so he's just got to stay there. And then that's, like, less time of you having to move the stupid elf. Like, or you could just not do that stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> My kid learned from a very young age that Santa Claus wasn't real. Um, because, man, we're just put a load of bullshit to feed your children. I'm not, not going <laughs> to lie, though. If, if when I have kids... I would do the elf in the shelf, but mainly because I have so many other action figures that I'd be setting them up in like poses of like yeah with different. I'm like I think you should do it anyway and just make it super inappropriate and just get it out of your system and not subject your children <laughs> that <is true>. to that. <laughs> I, there's actually like I the best one elf in the shelves that I've seen are are, are people who have set them up as like funny things, not necessarily for children. So, you know, go that direction. But the idea of a little fucking elf just hanging out in your house watching your children, like, this is what we're telling our kids? <laughs> like, this elf is watching you all the time, even when you're, like, bathing and sleeping and using the bathroom, and, like, he's watching you. Like, nobody thinks that's super creepy? It's so fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so creepy. Sorry. I have a lot of opinions about <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> Unnecessarily so. Um, do you like uh pickles? I know where you're going with this. And I do I love pickles. I, I eat like them pickle juice? right out of the jar. And I will I have been known to drink pickle juice. Would Carbonated you? pickle juice sounds <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> To be very honest, it with really you. does. I like. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I get it. Like, Pickle Rick was a funny episode in Rick and Morty. I think it's definitely jumped the shark in how amazing the jokes are with it. Yeah. Um. There's been some great Halloween costumes. There's a cool little toy of it. But again, it was one small gag in one episode that they're really like Mel they're milking milking it hard yeah. and the pick uh pickle rick miracle seltzer oh my god the fucked up thing uh, is like this shit already existed this wasn't made specifically for this oh really this is a product that already existed oh that why? they rebranded <laughs> miracle re reached out to Pickle Juice, the original creators of the pickle beverage formulated to relieve muscle cramps and replenish electrolytes to create a flavor fortified version of their juice containing dual filtered water, organic vinegar, salt, organic dill oil, <laughs> potassium, zinc, and vitamin C and E. So like somebody's already selling pickle juice as like a cure-all. Like what the fuck, 2020? Like, honestly? <laughs> Where are we at? What is going on? This whole thing is fucked up. But, like, I, you know, they're doing it for, uh, what is it? Like, um, uh, Adult Swim Online 
festival or something like that that they're doing. Uh, Adult Swim's Adult Swim Festival. It's a virtual global event that they're doing. So, <clears throat> whereas this probably would have been something you would have just been able to get at an actual thing they were doing in real life. Instead, they're just now like, everyone can buy it. Go ahead. Buy some fucking carbonated pickle juice. Why not? There are worse things for you, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. If somebody had it, I'd probably try it. I Maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd probably like, like, I'll take a sip to right. be like how disgusting this is. Yeah. I've had worse things in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably saltier. <laughs> so, you know. I have not. <laughs> this would be your first foray into that. Um, so, one of the last things I want to talk about is the ever-shifting movie schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot that has come out in the last couple weeks about different theaters kind of filing for bankruptcy they're not making the money obviously and movies just aren't coming out right uh one of them that i was looking forward to was free guy Mm. that got postponed from spring well now it's it's just gone they haven't even re Mm. put a date for it yet so that's i mean they're gonna obviously have it released it's a ryan reynolds film uh an amazing looking ryan Reynolds film and it's like well like come on people like uh one movie a month from all studios just pick them pick a date so that we have something new entertainment wise streaming at our local theater you can rent an entire theater with you and like 15 of your closest friends and i find that cool but there's really nothing new coming out tenants out though you can go watch i do want to watch that I don't have 15 friends, so <laughs> that I want to spend two hours with in an enclosed room. Um, but it is an interesting idea, right? Like, you just have a whole theater to yourself. There's a, yeah, there's the 2021 schedule has really started filling up now, and it will be interesting for how many movies come out. Like, I, I almost wish like there was a movie pass now. Yeah, and that's yeah. if though things can because they have stuff slated uh, like the Kingsman, which I do want to see it. I like the um, Kingsman type uh, movies. Uh, that's slated for February twelfth. I don't think we're going to I have so either. Something by then. I do. I am pretty confident by summer. I have a. I have a strong just feeling. By then, we'll, but I don't still first first well, quarter. Well, and here's the here's the logistics of it all. Honestly, right? We could ha- like if they if they figure out a solid vaccine at the beginning of the year. Logistically, it's impossible to get the amount produced that we would need to worldwide. It's not just to us. hand out to the whole fucking world. Like, and who gets it first? Yeah. So even if we even if scientists are like, we figured it out. Um, it's probably still not until the summer before yeah. everyone is like at a comfortable, like enough people have been vaccinated. And not to turn this into a COVID podcast, but you also heard about the minks and all that going on in Denmark. The minks? Mink, like the animal? Mink fur. 
mink. They have mink farms there. It's a big pro right. uh, thing. Gross, uh, but yeah, okay. COVID has jumped to minks oh. and then back to humans. There are now 12 at one point, then it's 25. Um, ever increasing yeah. a mutation from a different animal to humans. Like, maybe not farm minks then. Like they are like the they are destroying all of them. Not even oh, like that's not getting the furs from them. Yeah, uh, one point seven million minks. Wow. Um, they are sending in their governments to pretty much like euthanize all of them, gas them, and then burn them all. That's a lot of. That's a whole a industry mm-hmm. that is just going to be gone from good. Denmark. I mean, but good, also. But- <laughs> Like, Again, in the long run, if that stops, we don't need... I love eating meat, but yes. we don't need to, for fur, like, kill animals for fur. No. Like, if you They're want, synthetic. If you, well, also, like, if you want to own a fur jacket, like, buy one that's, like, 100 years old. Like, you yeah. know, there's shit out there already if you really want one. Also, like, they're so ugly. Fur coats are so ugly. Just in stylistically. Yeah. They're the ugliest fucking thing. Unless you live in the Hunger Games world, then they're kind what, of... like, a throwback to our, like, savagery, right? I'm wearing the pelts of something I killed on my body as a show of power. Like, we're not, this is not the world we live in anymore. So, here's the biggest thing from that, though, is it is now jumped to another animal back to us. Meaning, will the vaccines that we're working on with mm. the the bat, uh, pangolin... Pangolin. Penguin. Pangolin. Yeah, penguin. Pangolin. Pangolin. Uh, the pangolin. Will that also work on this new mutation, or will we have now this new one going through that can reinfect? So that's a lot of questions that we don't know. Right. Which, I mean, the first thing you have to do is get a vaccine for what we have already, right? And we deal with this with the flu every year. The flu mutates itself every year, which is why you have to get revaccinated every year for the flu. Um. <clears throat> but. You, you gotta start somewhere, and hopefully, once you have a base, you can build off that for any sort of variations in the disease. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I just hope that like they get it figured out. <laughs> um, but going back to the schedule and everything, so we have films uh, obviously being pushed back for years. Even they're, they're showing release dates for 2022, and you know, untitled ones for 2023, so that these studios can get their their marks on there but it's just one of those things where it's like I want my MTV I have breaking news Alex Trebek just died shut up no what (laughs) no I know we lost Sean Connery well yeah and no Alex Trebek is arguably more important Yes, but also, you know, they're tied together in those very famous yes, that is true, oh my god oh my god well, this is sad. Sad news. Sad breaking news. You heard it first here, probably on the internet, actually. <laughs> Secondarily on Drunk on Comics. Oh, 2020 blows real hard. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about the rest of the things that I know, we're going to talk you, about. <laughs> sorry, I had to throw it in there because it was so astounding. Um, are the other things you had happy? Things. No, not really. They're okay. just let's not bum people out even more, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess this last one besides talk about other movies, uh, 
talk about streaming movies. Um, there's only one movie that's uh, debuted streaming higher than Borat 2, and that was Hamilton. Besides Hamilton, Borat 2 comes in as the second greatest streamed movie of all time, which you watched that, right? Nope. Oh, wow. I didn't. Oh I didn't my. watch the original one. I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy those films. Oh my god. I've heard it's very good, and I trust that it was. for. But like also, like I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> After we record, I'm making you watch it. No. It is so Josh told so me all the important parts of it. That's what I have him for. Like the baby? Yes. He told me all the things. Um... You know, when I when the first Borat came out, I was still working at the video store. And I'm not surprised by this news, because that movie was so popular, the first one, that it's the only movie Family Video ever stayed open past midnight to release. Because le- movies come out on Tuesdays, right? On mm-hmm. DVD. Um, so technically, if we stayed open past midnight on Monday, then we could rent it. Because it wouldn't be breaking street date. It was the only movie that Family Video, while I was working there, stayed open past midnight to rent Tuesday first thing after midnight. Because it was that popular. And people came in fucking for it. (laughs) So, the fact that it's like breaking some sort of streaming record or something, I'm not surprised by that. People love that Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) And his shenanigans. Yes. His very funny shenanigans. Very nice. God, this is the thing that I don't want. I We literally just stopped. People just stopped doing that like last year. Now all of a sudden it's back. <laughs> <laughs> we get COVID and Borat impersonations all in the same year. It's too much for me to handle. All right, well, then I'll switch on to booze and a book, and we right. can wrap this uh, this episode up. So, uh, this week is Victor and Nora, a Gotham love story. Mm, is this the Mr. Freeze one? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is w- one of their first uh, graphic novels that they're putting out, which there's been rumors over the summer, and we're still yet to see if they're going to start going more towards this type of... Uh, a release cycle and and making comic books be more like this which great in some sense not in other senses like because this is this was like 200 pages of comic now granted you know some ads and everything in there and some previews for some other things but it was a good overall story i enjoyed it uh like i said it was a lot i do want to uh without by the end, you you see that he is frozen, Nora, and gonna try to protect her. But you you get this younger Victor, and through his life and loss and love and and everything, and mm-hmm. him learning the not biochemistry, but I think it is biochemistry for freezing things and yeah. and doing everything that he did. So, like I said, really good overall story. Um, there is a preview though for a um, Swamp Thing. Um, book that uh, I guess is on sale now that I just want to point out just because I'm a diabetic and whenever I see diabetic things I just get excited so there's um, a, a scene in this preview where 
the mom's like, how's your diabetes doing? And it goes, it's growing more powerful every day. And you see the person have a, um, oh, a bloodless meter. Uh, meter and it's pretty high um, blood sugar because I just have recently gotten one of these uh, continuing glucose monitors. So I'm like, it's like me. I'm in a comic. <laughs> and even though I'm a grown person and don't need to really... I feel like this is kind of something that younger people, again, when we're trying to get more diverse for, you know, LBGTQ and everything and, and any other type of diversity, diabetes is a pretty, like, big, um, I don't want to say big disease, but it's something that a lot of people suffer with. So just having something even like that just makes me go, you know what, I kind of might want to pick up this book just because it's got a diabetic in it. And yeah. also that person needs to be checking their blood sugars more often because that's pretty high. But <laughs> but anyways, so booze in a book. So going back to the main story, though, Victor and Nora, um, like I said, really good, really sweet. And I'm going to pair that with a Mr. Freeze cocktail. So there is a little bit of prep involved, um, which is taking some pineapple juice and putting them in some ice cube trays so that they freeze. Okay. And then once they are frozen, then you can kind of make this uh, cocktail. So you take that, you take some white rum and put that in a blender with some uh, blue carousel. I do want to <laughs> go back to my old ways, but I, I will also try to make this more distinguished and not call it Caraco and carousel <laughs> and anyways you you pretty much uh combine all that uh, into the blender until it's smooth and then put it in a glass and put some little candy sugar around the mm. outside and that sounds, it sounds tasty delicious yes fun fact uh mr freeze you know that before batman 66 was known as mr zero oh. and batman 66 the show is what created the actual mr freeze i did not know that fun fact Fact. That's a good, good. Uh, I mean, sometimes people's names are on point, like mm. his last name being F R I E S yeah. Freeze. Yeah. But hey, right. I again, out of any of the bad, like the most tragic, like you feel for him. Yeah. He's not evil, and I love the ways that they portray him. Like even in um, White Knight what they were doing with, mm -hmm. with him there and everything. Like, just good. And, and I love Arnold. That's a terrible movie. Uh, but, yeah. but they I mean, they did freeze wrong in that. So get past that, though, and just realize uh, the old animated, so amazing, too. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. If you're going to go back to the source material on anything, that Batman animated series is a pretty good place to go. Yep. So that's all that I have this week. Me too. Well, in that case, um, I would say... Arr! <laughs> 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 I don't have a lot of pirate jokes in me. Um, I will say, though, that um, it's, a, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. Um, rejoice and be merry. Why? choose something because comic books are amazing yep i agree with that also a lot of other things but <laughs> we'll go with that one <laughs> so with that stay thirsty for hope <laughs>